Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Under Review with Eric Grossman. That is me here on the Sports Fluent Network. Um, yeah, so here we are again. Um, first off, I actually, uh, well, first, let's uh, let's give this episode a name. Uh, this is episode number two. Uh, we're going to call this one a rant and a bat flip story. That's going to be the, the episode for, for this week. Uh, I'm going to try and do one a week. Um, yeah, and this is going to be called a rant and a bat flip story. Okay, so let's, uh, let's get down to it. Um, before I actually get started, I just want to say thank you for, um, to everybody who, who uh, took the time to listen to my first one. Um, it, it, was my, it was my very first podcast. Uh, you know, like I said before, I always wanted to do one. Um, and to do this, so I want again. I want to thank Sports Fluent Network, uh, Anthony K, for putting me on here, and um, yeah, uh, thanks for taking the time out of your out of your day to to listen to it. And you know, like if there's, I'm a huge podcast guy, so like if there's any podcast you think I'd be interested in, or if you have, you know, one that you do or you like or anything like that, you know, my DMs are uh, are open on Twitter at um, Grossman Eric Grossman with one S. Eric with a K, so you better <laughs> double check that because not too many people have gotten that right over my entire life. So always have to be different, even if it's the spelling of my name. Um, so, well, I guess that makes me unique. So, um, yeah, so please hit me up and, uh, you know, let me know um, if there's any other, you know, you have a good podcast out that you want me to listen to because I'm interested in everything. Um, so, yeah, that that's it. And, um you know, I'm recording this today on uh, Bell Let's Talk Mental Health Day, uh, which is, uh, I don't need to, to state the obvious that it's extremely important, um, you know, for, for everybody to check in with yourself and then check in with others, right? Um, that's, it, obviously, it's extremely, extremely important, especially especially in today's day and age. I mean, there isn't, there isn't anyone out there that, that doesn't, that's not dealing with something, right? Uh, so, um you know, take a big breath and, um, you know, uh, keep an open mind and, and, and just, uh, you know, try and stay as calm as you can. And, you know, ironically, my first episode was, uh, what's wrong with Kyrie, right? Kyrie Irving. Um, and, uh, well, I guess that kind of resonates with today being Bell Let's Talk. So, um, who knows? Huh? Maybe, maybe it's something that he's, you know, he's working on and, um, uh, he, you know, since the episode, uh, dropped last, uh, I believe it was last Friday or Saturday. He looks great, uh, Kyrie. He looks great from what I've seen. Um, I don't watch the games or anything, but I could just see like on the highlights, and, and he looks like he's in a really good like. And it's so crazy. This is why he's one of the best basketball players in the league in in the world. Is because, I mean, who who could take a week off and then just oh yeah here that you know where did I leave off? Oh yeah, complete domination. I mean that's I don't even know how you can do that at that level. Um, that, that's, that just speaks for, you know, the talent, but we always knew that we always knew that talent was there with him, but he, he looks good, you know, but then again, <laughs> this is the whole thing. You can look one way, but feel another. And that's kind of the point. So, um, and, and before I get going on, on this episode, another thing I want, there's so much going on. Um, I want to actually uh, recognize, um, you know, Hammer and Hank Aaron, who uh, recently passed away. Uh, Hank Aaron. Now, the, I guess the only, not that there's anything ever good that comes out of anything like this, but it's, it would be good for people who don't know who he is, any, you know, sports fans or any, anyone, doesn't matter if you're a sports fan, um, you know, any newbies to baseball, if that, if that's what you are, sports in general, uh, just to search. And, and now that it's more kind of in the limelight, go take a look at, uh, 
what what he was like what what made him who who he was um it, it was actually more than baseball uh, you know crazy as that sounds like because he he was at the highest 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 level for baseball but he was actually at yet another level even higher than that for for just being the person that he is um you know i've you know i worked at, like again i i'm sorry if i if i keep coming back to this but i you know it it's really all I have, like my experience in baseball, you know, working for the Toronto Blue Jays, you know, for, for that 15 years I, I mentioned last time. Um, you know, I never met him in, in my time. I met a lot of people during those 15 years, like a lot of, you know, um, you know, professional athletes, famous, famous people, even if it wasn't Blue Jays related, it could be anything. You know, I, I just happened to meet people just by association. I never met Hank, Hank Aaron, but I did spend uh, a fair amount of time with Cito Gaston. And everybody knows uh, any baseball fan or Blue Jay fan here knows who knows who that is. Um, you know he's an all-time great. Uh, it goes without saying. Um, and Cito, a lot of times, uh, what happens is before a game, the media meets. Well, every every game, the media meets with the manager before the game and after the game. So mostly, this is ha- this always happens before a game, where you're kind of done. The media's kind of done asking like the you know the questions about the game and and blah 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 you know uh kind of the shop talk and all the all the things that they need for their stories or the stuff their media is working on and and cedo was the best at this i mean i don't the guy was cool as you can be um always you know i don't know what was going on the inside but i on the outside man he never changed like he was just completely cool composed calm and that's i think actually that was one of his greatest features um strengths and and why he was so successful as being the manager and why he won two world series championships with the blue jays uh just for just to have that because you know when you when you're the manager and you're leading a team and they kind of take you sometimes you take after your manager so their personality so because he was calm i think it probably maybe it helped other the guys you know kind of copy that um but anyway so after the media will talk to the manager about the you know day-to-day stuff, then sometimes you have a little bit more time and, and they'll just talk about random stuff, just anything, uh, just shooting the shit for a bit. And Cito would often, it, it would come up uh, often enough where you talk about Hank Aaron because he meant that much to him. So he would just, he would bring him up and he would refer back to his time with him and, you know, the, the days they spent together playing in Atlanta and working together in Atlanta with the Braves. Um, he credits, Cito credits Hank to, to uh, getting back into into baseball and becoming the manager of the Jays, and you know, Cito uh, was saying recently, you know, he wouldn't have had any of this stuff if it wasn't for Hank Hank Aaron. Um, you would tell these stories, and some of them are good, and and then some of them are um, pretty sad, and 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 uh, the the amount of things that he went through, um, Hank did as as a player. Uh, it's just beyond unfortunate that that you know he had to deal with 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 these things so these things what i mean by these things um complete racial um discrimination and you know people acting very violent towards him just because of the color of his skin and um it's just so crazy to think about why they were so angry the people there were so angry uh with him just because of the color of his skin and baseball related stuff because he was going after Babe Ruth's home run record and I mean give me a break right so I mean I don't need to say it's obvious it's just so um beyond unnecessary and sad and can you, and the way Cito would explain it it's like he never said it like this this is kind of my words now but he would if you paint a picture of it like you know if you you know you go to if you go to work every day right I don't know how you get there you walk you drive take the bus whatever 
night streetcar, subway, whatever. On your way to work, tons of people are yelling at you, screaming at you, throwing shit at you, saying all kinds of horrible things, sending you hate mail. You're having to pull your kids out of school because of this, because of this shit. And this is what he had to deal with on his way to work and then on the way home from work. And not only... So can you th- so think about that for your, think about that if that was you you were in his shoes and you were and you were doing this and you were going to work and this is what was happening to you every single day every day of the year all you know the whole time and you were able to to have the I don't even know what the word is it's I don't you need a bigger word than like bravery but whatever that whatever the word is like you know being brave or um, mental toughness whatever that whatever the word is he I would have just shut down like if i if i whenever i get to work i I don't know how i'm supposed to work actually to be honest with you but he excelled to the point where he was the best in the game just the best he was at an elite level complete domination at going through all of those things yet it did not affect his work it couldn't because he was the best at it um you know and not only that so not only not only did he did he dominate the game while having to go through all that stuff but he was even a better person on top of it it didn't even it didn't even like look i i didn't know him but i i do know from what i what i heard from cedo like and from what i've seen on on you know clips and hearing him talk and everything he was an unbelievable individual i mean just the humility and the um self-awareness and and always lending a helping hand and encouragement encouragement that he that he provided people, I mean, it, he had every reason not to be anything like that at all, except he went the other way with it. I mean, that's just, that's why I want people to, if you don't know much about him, please take some time just to just read a few articles, just to kind of get it, because they, you, you just don't see this. Like, this doesn't come around every day, right? Um, you know, and it just kind of makes you then wonder what Jackie Robinson had to, like, that That puts Jackie Robinson in another level. I mean, he was he came first, right? So, that, but that's that's for another day. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to belittle it with like a few minutes talking about Jackie Robinson. He needs a, well, he has, <laughs> and I'm, I hope everybody's seen any movies or documentary or anything about him. I, please go ahead and do that. So, all right, well, you know, Cedo Gaston. Let's let's talk about him a little bit before I get into. This isn't really part of my rant yet. <laughs> this is, is something that I just want to talk about because I think it's extremely important. Um, but like, let's talk about Cedo here. I'm gonna. Cedo's a big tie-in to this, uh, to this episode. Um, I'm going to put Cedo Gaston uh, under review right now. So, you know, I remember, I remember watching, you know, when, you know, when I was a kid and the Blue Jays were out, you know, a great team, obviously, you know, World Series, World Series champs two years in a row. And they were, they were, all, they were really good, obviously. Um, and Cedo was at the helm and myself included, I'm guilty, guilty as charged where you just look at what happens in a game and you determine that as like that's the end all be all like you know um but really not noticing the good things you just kind of focus on the on the bad things so like oh he people myself included i'm i'm not shying away from any of this <laughs> like he you know if oh, he doesn't you know he maybe he should put this picture in maybe he may you know pinch it for this guy or maybe change the lineup once in a while but he didn't do any of that and I really respect that now. I mean, you know, he wasn't going to change for anybody. That was, that's why they hired him to be the manager. That 
they, they didn't hire him to change his ways and to change like this this is who he was and and he he was such a strong believer in himself uh such a confident guy um that he was like no this is the right way i have great players here like great elite play, elite players here i don't want to i am not going to do anything to get into in their way they 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 can do this all i'm going to do is do my best to give them confidence um to show that i have confidence in them and i'm going to stay out of their way you know there's there's something to be said about said about that you you can have a fantastic an elite team you you can have and and the jays had that the roster was fan i mean it goes without saying right for anyone who who knows what i'm talking about here um but there's no rule and there's no assurance that says you have to win anything um managers can easily lose it for you easily uh, we've seen it right um so can you can you imagine being in a position where if you lose if they lost let's say they got someone beat them i don't know in the in the alcs or if it was in the world series and somebody beat them i guarantee you what would well what what, what do you think would happen what, what would be the what would happen to him like what would people say what would the criticism be or what would the media be right or who would fans be saying let's forget the media maybe but the fans what would they say oh well Cito wasn't a good enough manager because he didn't do this he didn't do that and that's why they lost well they won and what do you think happens when when he wins what do you think they say then what do you think the fans say well a lot of times not always not always okay so a lot of them will say well he was supposed to win so wouldn't you like to be in that situation or no damned if you do damned if you don't you you don't really get any credit either. You only get the credit if they lose, but if they win, if you win, it's like, well, you're supposed to look at the team he had. Um, yeah, so that's I wouldn't want to be in that situation or, or that position. But you know what? I don't think he gave a shit to be honest. I, I think he just he knew he had confidence in, in himself. He had confidence in the team, and he was going to run it his way. And we always look at the, the negative things uh, sometimes. Sometimes, not not everybody, but I, I do. I did, <laughs> and you know you don't, but you. While you're doing that, you don't actually see what he's doing that's good. Um, and he did a lot good. Did tons good. That's why he's on the level of excellence. That's why he's a World Series champion. And two times. And I'm beyond shocked that he never got hired by another, by another team. Like a team that's on the cusp of, of doing good things. And they have the team on paper. They have everything. But they needed that glue. That someone to like lead the way. Uh, someone to calm the room. Calm the clubhouse. Um, keep everybody you know, in line and he, he would have been perfect for that. I don't know why he never got another one, but, um, so, so yeah, so I, I'm going to go and say, I, I had put him under, under review because I think that I, I'm actually very, I'm very happy. He got the respect that he got at the end. I was there that, you know, because I, you know, I was working there, but he got, um, into the level of excellence with the Blue Jays excellence. And it was a big presentation on the field. It was a big thing. And he deserves that and more. And I was so happy to actually see how well, uh, respected he was. I, I actually maybe wasn't aware of how much, um, but I'm glad it was as much. It was as much, and he deserves every single thing of that. You know, he was he's, he was unbelievable and an incredible ambassador for the team, for the city and the country. He uh, trust me. I, he he couldn't talk about Toronto enough. Like he would tell everybody how great of a city it was, and it was like the best kept secret. And this was back then, right? The best kept secret, and um, he wouldn't want to be in any other city. Like he was in the best place. It was like meant to be, kind of thing. Um, so yeah, and this is interesting because I'm going to talk now about the, um, I'm going to kind of slowly get into the bat flip and anyone, anyone, any Blue Jay fan, baseball fan, whatever, we all know about the bat flip, right? Well, the bat flip was 
obviously brought to you than none other than Jose Batista, right? So Jose Batista was Mr. Batflip, but he was Mr. A lot of things. And, but he wasn't always, he wasn't always that. Um, let this be a, le- let, let, like, let's let this be a lesson to everybody here about sports, right? Not that I'm not here. I am I'm not going to teach you a lesson, but like I fell for this too. So it's, it, it's something that like, you probably know in the back of your mind, but it's, it, you're a fan, right? And fans, we all, you know, you act a certain way, you know, we all act a certain way and, and, and think about things differently or whatever. But when Jose, when Jose got traded to the Blue Jays for, I think it was from, yeah, it was from Pittsburgh, okay? The guy that we traded for him was this guy by the name of Robinson Diaz, right? Now, I, please, I, I don't blame you if you don't know who that is. Um, I only did because I worked there. So I, I knew a lot about him. Um, didn't know what he looked like, but I just knew like what everybody else knew and what everybody else saw who you know, needed to see it and needed to work and, you know, for their jobs or whatnot. It was, I saw every day the guy was Robinson Diaz, who's whoever the AAA team was at the time. Um, I think it was Syracuse back then. Uh, he was, let's see, he was a three, he was a catcher and he was, he, he was a 300 hitter. I mean, so anyone who knows about baseball knows that, you know, if you're a 300 hitter, you're, you're, that's great. <laughs> I don't care what level you're at. 300 is 300. Um, and he was that guy was a, he was a 300 hitter. He was a, I heard he was a, a decent catcher. Like he, he was okay. Very passable. Um, probably average at bet, you know, average defensive catcher at the major league level, maybe, but his bat was probably going to get him there. Um, but we all, you know, we, you know, if you're in baseball, you kind of know, like if you're a 300 hitter in, in, in AAA, it you, normally goes down. You know, that's just kind of the standard. It will go down a bit, um, but you'll figure it out. So it'll go down at the beginning and then you, you hope you kind of figure out and then that separates the good from not so, not as good um, when you get to that level. But my point is, Everyone's saying, "Oh, well, how, why would you trade a, a a young prospect, promising catcher who's hitting 300 in the trip at AAA um, for a journeyman?" You know, Jose Batista was at that time he was a, he was a journeyman, a young journey, a younger journeyman kind of guy, um, maybe high twenties at the age at that point. Um, but nonetheless, he had been on like ten different teams by this point. So, you know, so you start you you scratch your head and you go, "Well, why would they be?" Well, why would we trade that guy? Well, maybe you don't really have to scratch your head. Like, maybe you just kind of have to think about it and be like, "Well, maybe Robinson Diaz isn't as good as we think." Because you're not just going to go and trade a, a high, pro, you know, high caliber prospect who's a, a young catcher who can hit 300 for a journeyman. I mean, that's right. So you you start thinking, okay, well, maybe maybe there's something there. But what like what what do they see in this guy, Jose Batista? Like, what what do they see? Well, he there. Okay, so there's two ways to look at it. There's he's been on ten teams already. Uh, so that means 10 different teams. I, I think he even jumped to the same team back and forth. I don't know. There's in baseball is like transactions, like with waivers and ro- you know, all these roster moves. So that's kind of why he'd be bouncing around, go back to the first team he started and come back and blah, blah, blah. Kind of like, you know, just a merry-go-round. But so you can look at it two ways. You can look at, well, some, he was wanted 10 different times, but also 10 teams also said, no, thanks. So there, someone is seeing something about him somewhere, Right. Excuse me, got a little coffee here. So, well, guess who? Guess guess who? Who liked him? Guess who liked him from the first time he saw him? Cito Gaston. And I remember Cito saying, "He was saying, look, there's two things 
when I look for a hitter and, and nobody, <laughs> I know I'm in raving about Cito and he deserves it all. But like, as far as hitting goes, there's nobody that knows. Like, like it's, he's on another level with, with hitting. I mean, he, he was the hitting coach. He was a hitting coach before he became the manager of the Jays. So, and for good reason. I mean, he, he, I could do another podcast just about what he knows about hitting. Right. So everything he says, I'm going to take 100%. And he was saying about Jose was, that his bat speed was terrific, okay? And he does not swing at bad pitches. So those are two things. He goes, I can work with that. He goes, if you have, you, if you have a, f- a fast swing, like, through the plate, and um, you, you know what's a strike, you know what pitches to swing at, he goes, I can easily, I can work with that. Doesn't mean you're not going to guarantee that guy's going to be a whole, you know, but one of the best Blue Jay hitters of all time. Like, that, that's what ended up happening. But it's not like he, he said that. He just said that there's something there. I see it. I can work with him. And guess what happened, right? So he works with him. And he did have help. Uh, Vernon Wells, another former Blue Jay great, another great player the Blue Jays have had. He was uh, also very instrumental in, in, uh, with Jose. He, he helped him as well. Um, he kind of took him under his wing a little bit. Um, so there was, a, there was a lot of... And, and you, you, know, you can't forget about Jose. I mean, that again, he... He went to sleep. He didn't go to sleep one night. Uh, a journeyman, a journeyman guy, just trying to hang on to you know best things and sliced bread the next morning. It kind of happened like that. But in between that sleep, he he works. Uh, he's a workaholic. You can't get that far without being that. So, Cito would Cito gave him a whole different regime. Like, okay, start doing this. Start like let's start doing it. You're not going to get it right away, and it didn't happen right away. I think if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, um, I should have checked this. But I th- the first month. I want to say with Jose, he, he was terrible, right? Um, but he's terrible because uh, you, maybe he just had a bad bad streak there, or it's not easy. We don't play every day. Um, you, it's hard to get into a rhythm. And again, I said this in my last podcast, these athletes are not robots, right? Uh, routine's very big for them. It's big for everybody. Routine's good. Um, so he didn't have that. When you don't play every day, you don't have that routine. You don't know what's happening. You don't know when you're going to play, but you got to be ready and you got to work. And he did all those things. He worked, he worked, he worked, he worked very hard. Um, but he, he took any, and it helps, very, it helped Jose a lot, the fact that he's very smart. I mean, that guy is, uh, I'm happy, again, I, I treasure these moments. I actually got to get to know these people. Like, you know, Jose is, he's a great guy, great guy. Um, he's such a smart guy. Like, so, so when, and that's the other thing, I, I don't remember if Cito said, but like, I'm sure it helps when you're just so when you're when you're such a when you can take in information like that because hitting is the mo- is the hardest thing I I think this is my opinion I think hitting is the hardest thing to do in sports um, that's why I th- everyone keeps saying that's why if you bat three hundred you're fantastic but that's three out of ten right so it's like you do anything in life only th- and you're successful three out of ten times it's not very good uh, but it's great there so that kind of I think that kind of tells you something. Um, so for him to just pick up all that information and switch his whole, like he's gone his whole life hitting a certain way. And now Cito's telling him and, and Mickey Brantley, who was the hitting coach at the time, they're working together with him and they were giving him all this new information. It's hard to just change. It's not like just switching t-shirts, right? This is, this is, this is hard shit. And, uh, well, look what happened, right? The, the, the rest of it kind of just like tells its own story. I mean, he became just an absolute monster. And then he, then he's on booster juice, and then every booster juice you go to, you see Jose Batista because he became an absolute monster. Um, and don't think that this is a common thing either. Like, it, 
And it's funny how the Jays, uh, I don't know if it's, it, it, I would never say it's luck because you saw something. It doesn't mean it has to happen, but you did see something there. They struck gold twice when uh, Edwin and Encarnacion came right after. Same thing. They picked him up on the wire. Um, he had been, you know, didn't work out. Oh, no, it was a trade. I'm sorry. Um, I think it was a Scott Rowland trade, actually. And he, you know, but he he did not hit his potential. He was he was kind of like you know he had some I think Edwin had some like really good years like but but they weren't like they weren't like what he did when, with with the Blue Jays I mean they struck gold twice but we're focusing on uh, on on Jose for this one because he's Mister Batflip right so yeah so you know Jose became this guy and 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 he was you know that lineup that that uh, that the Jays had in 2015 that was the Batflip year Batflip playoffs. I mean, that lineup was, I mean, it was fantastic. Edwin and Jose and uh, Donaldson. It was like, it was just one, you know, one guy after another. And like, good luck to the pitcher, right? So, well, I guess we can, let's get into the game. So, so this is game five, right? This is game five against Texas in the ALCS. And the Jays had lost the first two games of that series, right? So here we go. We think we finally make the playoffs finally make the playoffs after you know all these years i started i started with the blue jays working their pr department in 2002 okay this is now 2015 i never saw one i'm gonna say it i'm gonna i'm gonna just swear here i i i'm sorry plug your um earmuffs i i never saw one fucking game that meant a damn thing nothing there wasn't one game from 2002 until just recently but like that season towards the end that i saw one game that meant anything at all. Now, you would see like there there would be a good pitching matchup one day, or like you know if we were hot or another team was hot. It didn't matter because every August we were you're just you're going through the motions. I'm sorry, you are. I am. I was. <laughs> it's wrong to say. I mean, it's my job and everything. But like, I mean, I was still doing a good job. I I was still doing what I had to do, and and I I always do the job best best way I can. I, but mentally, but mentally. Uh, you know, in August, that game, it's going three hours and you're in the seventh inning. I'm like, come on, let's just move this. We got to move this thing along here. And this is, this is how it was every August 1st. We're, we're out, out every year. I think there might've been one year where it was close, kind of, but it wasn't. And you knew you just, this was the Yankees and Red Sox just took over that whole league for that, for that long. So you kind of knew it wasn't that the Jays were always bad. They, they had a lot of good teams. Just, it just wasn't Yankees, Red Sox caliber and, you know that was tough to compete with being in this in that same division. So, so it wasn't like it's not totally unfair that I never got to see a game. I just wasn't allowed to because of the Red Sox and Yankees. But nothing ever mattered, right? I never got to see anything, and I worked so long there waiting for moments like this. And I'll get to the and I'll get to the moment soon. So, all right. So we're so the Blue Jays lose first two games of that series against Texas. They finally make the playoffs after all these years since '93. First time. Big, big production, big thing. Everyone's excited, and we're down 0-2. We're one game away from being eliminated in the first round. So I'm like, yeah, here we go. We're down 0-2, and now we got to go to Texas. Lucky us. We lost the first two at home. Go figure. Well, we win those next two games. So it's like I'm thinking going into that game five, I'm like, okay. Well, something – I had a feeling like – it's like, okay, I don't want to scare anybody. I don't, I don't see ghosts or anything like that. Like I'm not, I'm not one of those, those guys. And if you are one of those guys, good for you because you have a pretty cool story to tell. But um, – you felt something that I felt something that day. We all, everyone there kind of felt something weird. Like it, it if, if you're down 0-2 against Texas and they looked way better than us, um, we just kind of looked out. I don't, I don't know. It's just, you're down 0-2. So obviously you're not in a good spot. And 
you wouldn't have come back all this way just to mess it up when you get there, right? So there was a bigger, I, th- I felt like there was something bigger going on uh, than just that. So we go through the game and we are, let's see, we're, it's, I think it's 2-2? Yeah, 2-2, we're in the seventh inning, the famous, famous seventh inning. Um, all right, so everybody remembers what happened. So Texas goes ahead 3-2 uh, on a play that you might actually see in, uh, in Little League, in Little League, or, or, you know, some lower division thing. Because, like, I've actually, you know, I used to play, you know, umpire, all this stuff. And I actually, I have seen it once, once in a while. What I'm referring to is the way the, rec- the Rangers scored that go-ahead run in the top of the seventh inning to make it 3-2 was Russell Martin was the catcher. He, uh, there was a runner on third base. It was Odor. Yeah, it was Odor. Um, Martin, so Russell Martin, the catcher, he, he threw the ball, you know, trying to throw it back to the pitcher like they do a million times. Uh, they usually you even do it with their eyes closed. But um, <clears throat> this particular time, Martin threw it right into uh, Shin Su Chu's hand while he was in the batter's box or close, you know, um, which is, again, I, I've seen gazillion baseball games, major league baseball games. I don't think I've ever seen it happen there. I, I actually, I'm sure I haven't. Um, which is what caused all the confusion because I don't think anyone really sees it in a major league game. Like I said, you will see it <laughs> when you're 12, but you're not, you know, playing in a, in your little league. But you're not going to see it like you don't see it in the majors. You just don't. Well, you did see it that day, and it happened to be in the, one of the most crucial moments you can possibly, you know, uh, come up with. So he throws. So so Martin throws the ball back to the pitcher, hits hits uh, Shin Su Chu in the hand, and Odor scores. So everyone doesn't know what's going on. I knew right away what, what happened. I said, yep, that's not good for us. That, that's a run. And it's a run. Um, I just because I know the rules. And uh, so, Gibby, so, so, John, so Gibbons, uh, the, our man, uh, Blue Jays manager, John Gibbons, comes out. And there's arguing and it's going on both sides. I think, I think at first, if I'm not mistaken, I don't remember this. I think the umpires actually put their hand up to say it was a dead ball. I think. And then, and then yes, that's what happened. And then the manager from, from Texas, Bannister, Bannister came running out because he knew the rule because apparently he said he had saw it in a game. Uh, so good for him. And when he was managing, I think, with Pittsburgh or something. And he said that, and he was telling the umpires, and then the umpires talked about it over, and then they said, yep, wave him on in. As soon as the umpire made that motion to, to bring Odor home from third base and they went up 3-2 in the seventh inning, I mean, pandemonium. Like, it was scary. Like, I... I'm I'm protected where I'm sitting in the press box, like nothing. But people were throwing uh, anything they can find, bottles. I saw a kid actually just down where on the on the 200 level, I could just see over it. A kid got hit with a water bottle, and it's like, okay, stop. It's a okay. Yes, this is not good, but I mean, <laughs> throwing shit. I don't. Know, but you know, that's what when 50,000 people are jacked up in in inside a you know a stadium, and that and that happens after everything that we've been through, all the pen. I kind of understand it. I do. I think it's crazy to throw something. I would never in a million years do that, and it's fucking stupid. But like, I but I I get it, and 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 like I I got everyone's frustrated, and everyone was it was it was loud, it was bad. I was worried for people's safety. I thought I, I I'm pretty sure that, yeah they littered the field and they pulled the team off and um, delays the game, and then it, it's just a nervous, it's a nervous energy. It's like a weird energy, but there was an energy, and. There's 50,000 people in there, and, and everyone's losing their mind, and not, the, not in a good way. Um, so that might have what set off – that might have been what set off the rest of it. 
the rest of that inning. However, so I'm, I'm sitting in the press box, okay, and here's my story. So I'm sitting in the press box and doing my, you know, working, doing my thing. And I'm sitting beside the, um, the person who's in charge of all media relations for the American League. She is the, her name's Phyllis, and she is the top dog. She's, she's in charge of the, all of Major League Baseball's media relations for the American League and, and even more. I think she does other things, but she was sitting right beside me. Uh, directly beside me and she as soon as John Gibbons came out because John Gibbons came out and he protested the game he made there's like a sign you can do and he was he did it to the umpires and he did it up to where we were in the press box because the official score is there so the official score has to see what he's doing he's making a sign um, kind of like a rainbow like you're drawing a rainbow with your finger and that's the sign that you're protesting the game so a protesting game means it's under well like my podcast it's under review uh, win or lose it's up for discussion it's up for debate and Someone else makes a decision. The league makes a decision whether it's the right call or not, right? It is the right call. So I knew that there was nothing to really uh, protest about. However, when you're sitting beside the uh, person in charge of basically the whole media relations for, for Major League Baseball, she then says to me, she goes, well, Eric, um, you're the closest one here. I need you to go back. I need you to find a rule book. A rule book, okay? So she needs you to go find a rule book. What is this? 1995 but no it's 2015 but nevertheless i gotta go find a rule book during all this right so she goes i need you to find a rule book and i need you to highlight what it says about this rule about when the when this catcher you know uh the interference thing on the field and what happens in a playoff game when you when the manager protests like what 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 does it mean when you protest something and, and what are the ramifications and i have to i have to find this rule book i got a photocopy of the pages in the rule book oh before that i have to highlight these two things right um and i have to photocopy enough copies because there's a ton of people in the press box media tons i have to go and do all that great while this is going on, okay? This is what I want to do. So, but it doesn't matter. I don't have a choice. So I go back to the office and I'm trying to find this rule book, okay? It's like trying to find a needle in a haystack. Um, I don't know where it is. I don't look at rule books, but you're supposed to have one. I get it. I understand, you know, uh, but I don't know where it is, right? I ask my, the guy I work with, Mal, Mal Roman and the manager baseball information. He goes, it's in my office. Like his office is a pigsty, okay? I always told him we laugh about it all the time. It's a pigsty. It's probably how he keeps his car in his in his home, but maybe one day I'll bring him on and I could, and then he could maybe tell you otherwise. But um, he goes, "Oh yeah, it's under." I'm texting him, right? I'm like it's it's under this. I'm like, no, it's not. And here I am. This is what I want to do. Game five uh, against um, the playoffs against Texas in this heated match, this the, the, you know <laughs> final game of the series. I, go, I mean, this is the last thing in the world I wanted to do, uh, you know. So um, I finally find it. Okay, just by pure luck, I find it. And I'm like, okay, so I got to go, I got to, now I, okay, found the book. That's step number one. Now I got to find the stupid thing in the book, these two different rules. So I'm doing it, I'm doing it. Um, I thought I was doing good for time because all the commotion was still happening with the fans throwing stuff and the game was being held up. But then I think eventually it got going again. So they had to finish the inning um, because there were two outs. So the Jays, so we, they finished the inning, they get out of the inning, and, and I think the calm is now finally, I think people have finally calmed down, and here I am working in the offices trying to get, every, you know, get all this stuff. So I eventually find what I needed to in the book, but the, but the top of the inning, so the bottom of the inning, the bottom of the seventh has already, has just begun. And I have a TV, I have a TV in my office that I can hear perfectly, however, it's five second delay. It's five seconds behind what's going on in real time. Okay, so it's behind five seconds. So, I 
I've watched, and I'm not proud of this. <laughs> I'm not proud of this, but I've seen so much baseball, okay, that I know what things sound like by the fans. Like, if there's enough fans in there, there has to be enough fans. If there's enough fans, I can hear, I know what the sound the fans make, and I can know what play it is. Like, I know if it's a single, if it's a strikeout, if it's a pop-up, if it's a flyout, if it's a ground. I know all of this, unfortunately, okay? So the first thing that happens where I hear the fans do this, they go something, they go something like this, uh, yeah, just like that, like, uh, yeah, like, like a surprise, okay? It's like a surprise thing. I'm like, what the fuck is that? So I, I have a five-second delay, remember? So I can hear the noise. And then I run back. So I'm going between where the photocopier is. It's like one place. And my office is just across from it. But, but enough where I have to actually walk some steps, okay? I got to get out of that room to get into another one. So I get out. I'm like, oh, an error. Uh, so it was a shortstop. So it was um, – oh, what's the shortstop's name? Um, I'm going to kill. Oh, Elvis, Elvis Andrews, Elvis Andrews, who is the most surest shortstop there is. I mean, this guy wrote the, you can't get any better defensively than Elvis Andrews at shortstop. You just can't. He's, and he write the book on it. He is that elite as a defensive player. Okay. Um, does it mean he can't ever make an error in mistakes? Of course not. Right. Of course he can make an error. That, that, that's not crazy that he made an error. That's not crazy. It happens. It happens. Okay. Well, that's fine. So I'm like, okay, error, guys on uh, Russell Martin let off the innings. First, guys on first base. Okay, fine. Run back, continue to do my work right in the other room. Then I hear the exact same reaction by the fans. That that whole uh, yeah, like that, like that, like no, yes, kind of thing. So I'm like, what the f- what is that? Why did I hear that again? So I run back to my office. I run back to my office, and now it's an error on the first baseman um, who let me uh, Moreland. Um, Keith Moreland, who is, again, the shortstop version, um, the Elvis Andrews, sorry, Mitch Moreland. Mitch Moreland is the first baseman. He is the exact same as Elvis Andrews defensively. He's the best first baseman defensively you could possibly find. I mean, that guy picks them, he throws them. Anyone who thinks first base is easy, I mean, it, nothing's easy. Okay? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing about this sport or any sport, anything like that in life, anything is that easy. Okay? It's not. It's not. Um, so he, he, he picked up a ground ball and he, and he threw it over to, um, to Andrews trying to get the force out at second, but the ball skipped and he didn't get, okay. So two errors, but the two best position players you could possibly find that's getting weird. Okay. Now there's something weird now. Now I've okay. I said, this is something's happening here. I'd love to watch. However, I'm being hounded. I'm getting texts from things saying, where are you? Need, you need the stuff. I'm like, this is fucking great. I've waited my whole I've waited 13 years for this, okay? For, boy, what I don't even know is happening yet, but I'm waiting for something, okay? I've been waiting my whole life for something. Um, so, and I just felt something was going to happen. I just felt it. I just knew I was, I tick, 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 tick for a lot of things. Tick, tick, tick for something big to happen and tick, tick, tick for me to get to, to this, this work done and, and get back and get, you know, because I'm working. This is, I'm not watching this game like you guys are or if you were watching it, if you have any interest. If you, I hope you did. If you didn't, that's fine. But, you know, I... I want to watch it like you, I, but that's not my job. My job is to actually do some work for once in my life. So I, so I, okay, so I get this stuff. I'm still working, uh, waiting for the stupid thing to copy or whatever. And then what happens? Then, okay, this is, this is where I, I don't know what's going on at this point. So then uh, the line of the, I'm just looking at the box score here. So the line of the shields, oh, no, I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry, Ryan Goins. So there's runners on first and second after two errors, one by a great shortstop and one by a great first baseman. These guys are great. They're the best at it. I've already, I mean, I've mentioned that already. So Ryan Goins goes and he bunts, okay? He bunts, wasn't a great bunt. Right back to the pitcher, Cole Hamels. Fantastic pitcher, by the way. Having a great game. He deserved a hell of a lot better than what he got there. But um, so Cole Hamels picks up the ball, throws a chest throw. Like that ball, he, he couldn't have ran it over and put it in Andrew's glove any better. He just couldn't. Well, what do you think happens? Throws it over to third base, chest, right at the guy's chest, and he drops the ball. Okay? He drops the ball. I mean, you got to be kidding. It was right at his chest. This is like, I don't need to tell anyone who knows about baseball. If the ball's at your chest, there was not, he didn't have to do a thing, and he just didn't catch the ball. That's three in a row. Okay, that's three in a row. And I heard, the, and, and when I'm in the photocopy room, I heard the exact same noise again. That's three, three times in a row. I heard that, that weird, like, uh, yeah, that, that no, no, no. Oh my God, what the hell just happened? Surprise noise, which I don't, I, that noise, I don't know. I couldn't pick that noise until that inning. I couldn't pick up that noise like I could other things. Like I know what other things are. That one I was dumbfounded by. Three in a row, three. So I'm like, oh God. What's happening here? This is some shit that I've, you know. So then bases are loaded. Three errors, okay? Next guy was up, Ben Revere. He just grounds out, uh, plate to plate, uh, forces him out, nothing changes. Bases loaded, one out, okay? Josh Donaldson's up. So Josh Donaldson, I can hear the thing. The machine's going, the machine's going. I can hear it. I know when that's about to stop. So I, I go in and I grab the stuff and I know there's one part of me that's saying, Eric, go back to the press box right now. Okay, because you need people are waiting for you, and or she's waiting for. You. I don't know if anyone else does. She, she, Phyllis, the the uh, major major league baseball lady, she's waiting for it, and that's really all that matters. I don't know if anyone else does, but that does. That's not my concern. My concern is get it to her because she asked for it, and she's she's the boss, right? And I mean that literally. So, um, I'm like, but I'm like, ah, but there's that other side of me that I, I, I gotta see what's good. Three errors by three. Of the, the, these guys are the. Those two guys are the best. That team is the best defensive team. Those guys are the best. I'm like, this is just not, this is not right. So I watched Donaldson, okay? He hits, if everyone, if anyone remembers, he hits a little, it was like a pop fly, like off the end of his bat, and it landed behind the second baseman. Where the hell was the second baseman? Was he, was he by the pitcher? Was he, was he there? Was he on the bench? I don't know where he was. It didn't even, it just hit above the dirt in the outfield, just, right? And, and it was so little that, there was a force out play at second because the right fielder just threw it to second because the right fielder was basically playing with the second baseman. I didn't, again, never seen that before. I've never seen that before. Now it's not an error because they, they made an out at second. I, this is now I don't want to get too technical. I don't want to, I hope I haven't bored anyone already, but I really don't want to bore you with the techni- technicality part. A runner scores and they, they just forced the guy out at second base. Okay. So the game is tied. Okay. You all take a little bit of a breath now. I'm like, Oh, this is a perfect time to go because the game's tied three, three, there's two outs. Um, this is a great time for me to go. Great time, isn't it? Well, what time, what better time than then? Well, guess what, everybody? Open the back, I opened the back door um, from the office where the copy machine was. I have everything I need ready to go. I think I took, I want to say, I don't remember. I think I took anywhere from five to seven steps. Let's call it that. And I swear to God, I swear to God, I... I, I shook like like the building shook. I I said two thing, two things happened. Either there's an earthquake, and I knew it wasn't that one, or Jose Batista just hit a f- fucking home run. Okay, 
because I shook. I actually almost, I almost fell. Like the, I, I'm not joking when I say that. I almost fell. I'm walking, and I knew because I can hear in the where I am the 300 level in the hallway. They have the game on, like so I can hear Jerry on the radio, and I'm like, ah, isn't that something? Isn't it? <laughs> isn't that something that I worked here for all these years? I've watched some horrible, horrible, horrible baseball, waiting probably for that exact moment, and I missed it. So I get back into the press box. And I say, hey, Phyllis, I got your papers here. I got your rules. I uh, hope you're happy. And Mal, who I already mentioned before, Mal, he just, he's laughing. He just looks at me. He's laughing. He's like, I'm so sorry. I said, you're not. I said, there's no way you're sorry. He goes, yeah, you're right. I'm not sorry. I'm, I'm just, I feel horrible for you. I said, that's better. Because uh, that's what I'm looking for, pity. I've always looking for pity. Anyone who wants to give me pity, I'm going to take it. But then especially, I mean, I was just, I, 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 I should have been happy. Like you think you, and I was, but I don't, you can't show it anyway. You can't, you can't go as crazy as you want to be. And not that I would be, you, you can't, you just, you're not allowed. You're, you're working as I actually was working. Okay. Um, so I missed it. I missed the backflip. I didn't get to see it. I saw highlights. I, <laughs> I actually saw it. This is so sad. I saw it live. Well, not really live. It was a tape recording of it on, I don't know why I remember this. This is weird. I, I, on New Year's Eve, or around New Year's, like around that, you know, Christmas holidays time, like get, it might have been Christmas, New Year's Eve, something like that. They replayed all the games from the playoffs that year. And um, I watched the thing because I had never actually seen it, like in real, like action. It only been highlights. So I was like, ah, oh, so this is what I missed, huh? That whole inning. And you start thinking, so that whole thing, that everything that happened with that inning, what happened there? What happened? Was it just, did they just all get rattled by the, by the noise so if that so if martin didn't do that i know we can say what if to the cows come home i just i I do this this is probably not even healthy but i'm thinking like if martin didn't do that he just threw it back normally would any of that happen any of that would have happened that's that's the that's the thing i took away from that i'm like what did it happen like maybe don't worry about it maybe just be happy you won for christ's sakes but like i i uh that's not how i do things Uh, and i took it personally (laughs) and uh i was uh upset that i missed it be honest with you as you can tell so look it was some it was a crazy it was a crazy inning it was a crazy time it was like something i have never experienced and 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 i you felt people say that sometimes you felt something in the air or whatever for sure i didn't think that was a real thing i i thought that's some that's just nice to hear but no that's that was a real thing i you felt something you felt it the whole way um you know, and great for Jose. I'm glad it happened. I'm glad he was a guy because what a, what a great story. What an amazing story. And he deserves it all. And he worked so hard and um, so happy for him and, and everybody in the team. So it was good. Um, the only other, there was one other time I felt weird like that. And if, again, you have to be like a, like a Blue Jay guy like, to know about this. But there was a player we had, John McDonald, right? John McDonald was, um, was a shortstop, really good shortstop, right? He was a defensive guy. Couldn't hit. Right, just wasn't what hitting wasn't his thing. He was just a really good shortstop. You can count on him there. He was a ninth, you know, guy who bats ninth. He hits about two thirty, and um, you know he, he doesn't have any power. He doesn't hit home runs. Doesn't do anything. He doesn't no power. Right, his job he maybe hit a single, you know, double here and there. Just <clears throat> his thing was a glove. So his uh, his dad passed away. Uh, this was in two thousand and ten. His father passed away. He was very sick, and 
uh, this was uh, like maybe, you know, four or five days before Father's Day, I want to say. Like, let's say that that happened on a Tuesday. So he went to obviously to be with his family and everything. So he comes back. I was on this. I think it was, it was a Saturday. Comes back to play on a Saturday from Tuesday. Okay. And it's Father's Day. Father's Day. Saturday. Okay. Father's Day. Saturday. And, you know, his first at bat. I think he came in late in the game. His first at bat. He hits a home run. <laughs> a home run. If it was anyone else, if it was any, actually, literally anyone else, it'd still be crazy if that same scenario happened. That would still be like give you chills. Like no, no question about it. Um, but the fact that it, yeah, anybody with power, it, it would have been like, okay, well, it's not uncommon for him to hit a home run. Like it, again, it's weird. It would still be weird, but it wouldn't be crazy. But the fact that he hit a home run in his first because his dad told him to go do it on Father's Day, the last thing they talked about, I, I, I was just like, okay, so. You know, maybe maybe there is something else out there. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. But maybe we'll save uh, all this ghost shit for, for another time. Anyway, that is, um, that's it. Um, I hope I didn't bore anyone here to death. And um, I hope you kind of enjoyed my story. And I'll take the pity if you have any. Or not. Or you can just say, hey, just be lucky. Just be happy you were there. That, I'll take that too. Um, again, you're listening to Eric Grossman. This is under review on the Sports Fluent Network. Again, thank you so much for for joining me, and um, we'll talk again next time. Thanks, everybody.